KMTT. Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. And this is Ezra Bek. Today is Wednesday, Yom Rivi'i. Yom Aleph, the first day of Chodesh Adar. Chodesh Shenepach Yisrael Miyagon Simcha, The month that was changed from a month of disaster to a month of rejoicing. Today's shir is meant to be given by Harav Binyamin Tavori, the shir in the weekly mitzvah. However, Harav Tavori is sick and has been sick for the last couple of days. Mitzvah Shem is getting better. And he's been unable to to give the shir. He'll be unable to give the shir. It's difficult for him to give the shir. And if he had given it, it would be difficult for you to listen to it, given the amount of coughing he does as he speaks. So, we have no choice but to cancel today's today's shir. In light of his illness, uh, I'd just like to mention a famous tshuva of Moshe Feinstein in the first chedek of Yeridea concerning Bikucholim by telephone. We can try to update it to Bikucholim by email. The Ramban in the Sefer Torah Adam, quoted by the Tur in the Shulchan Aruch, explains that there are three different uh, inyanim, three different things that are accomplished by visiting the sick, by Bikur Cholim. One is to, when you visit him, so you, you see his problems, you, you're more affected by it, and therefore you pray for him. And tefillah, praying for the sick, is one thing that's accomplished, but it's accomplished specifically by visiting him, because by being there, you, you understand better what you have to pray for. The second thing is that you become interested in his plight, and therefore you can actually help him. Ramban mentions cleaning up the room. In other words, he needs help because he's sick. And by visiting him, you see what his problems are. You can help take care of them. And the third the third accomplishment, the third inyan in Bikur Cholim is the Gemara Metziah, which says that when one visits, a healthy person visits a sick person, he takes away with him one-sixtieth of the disease. In other words, the actual visit makes the person better. So, Rav Moshe was asked about doing Bikucholim by telephone. So, the last two things are not accomplished. You don't take away one sixtieth, presumably. You don't take away one sixtieth because you haven't actually visited him. Two, you don't see his problems and you can't help out. You can't clean the house for him. You can't run and get him this medicine. You, you're not able to accomplish anything physically. But, Rav Moshe said, the first thing of praying for him is accomplished by speaking to him, hearing about what his problems are, so you're then able to pray and focus your prayer better. And tefillah, lishloma choleh, tefillah for the sick person is part of the mitzvah of bikur cholim. And therefore, Moshe said, you accomplish one-third the mitzvah bikur cholim. The definition is as follows. If you can visit him, then by calling him, you do not accomplish the mitzvah because you could have done more. However, if you can't visit him anyhow, for some reason, uh, then by calling him, you accomplish at least part of the mitzvah, and it's a kiyum in the mitzvah bikur cholim, even if you're not yet, say, all the possibilities of mitzvah bikur cholim. Now, to update this question, what about bikur cholim by email? We're living in a virtual world. This is a virtual shia. KMT is a virtual yeshiva. And Rav Tavori is at least to the extent that he's living in this computer, is a virtual Magid Shiva. Rav Tavori's email address is tabori at etzion.org.il T-A-B-O-R-Y at E-T-Z-I-O-N period O-R-G period I-L Are you 
do you accomplish? Do you fulfill the mitzvah of Bikur Cholin? Depends how we understand the first inyan, the first accomplishment of the mitzvah of prayer. I think the pshat in the Mamban is that when you visit somebody, you hear for him what his problems are, you're able to, to concentrate, to focus your prayer better. Because you know what to ask for, and also you've seen him so that the prayer is more heartfelt. If that's true, then merely writing him a letter does not fulfill him. So you have to talk to him and hear from him, and then, and then go and pray. On the other hand, it does indicate that there is a mitzvah of praying for the sick. And part of praying for the sick, I think, is also wishing him directly. Because there's two in Yanim in Tefillah. One is to pray, and the other is to give a bracha. So, uh, in that sense, sending an email to Rav and wishing him well is perhaps, I think, 50% of the first inyan. That's one-sixth of the three in Yanim that Ramban mentions. It's still better than nothing. And uh, therefore, one could accomplish at least part, part of the mitzvah, a small part of the mitzvah, by email. Telephone is better, and visiting is the best. I saw Tavori today in Yeshiva, so I see he's getting actually getting better, but he still doesn't feel 100%, and he's still coughing a lot. So as I said, the shiur will not be will not be held today, and we apologize. Uh, we have no replacement. It was impossible to organize a replacement for, for Rav Tavori's shiur, and therefore there will be no shiur today. Tomorrow's shiur will be in Pashat Shavua. However, for the Ruchozot, a halacha yomit, uh, not including the halacha of Bikur Cholim, but a different halacha yomit. Today is the first day of Adar, about which it is stated in the Gemara in Tanit, Misha Nichnas Adar, Marbim Bissimcha. The uh, Mishnah in the fourth parak, the beginning of the fourth parak of Tanit, has the statement, Misha Nichnas Av, Mema'atim Bissimcha. When the month of Av begins, so one has to lessen one's happiness, one's joy. That statement is quoted by the Rambam, it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch, in the beginning of Hilchot Avilot, Hilchot Tisha B'Av. On that statement of the Mishnah, the Gemara Daf Chavtet says, a comparison to Chodesh Adar, Amar Rav Yehuda Vareda Rav Shmua Bar Shilat Mishmei Darav, Keshem Shemishinichnas Av Matim Besimcha, Kach Mishinichnas Adar Marbim Besimcha. Just like that when Av begins, one lessens one's joy, so too, when Adar begins, one increases one joy. Despite the fact that explicitly the Gemara compares the two statements, that of Av, lessening joy, and Adar, increasing joy, the first half of the statement is quoted, the second one is not quoted in Shulchan Aruch, nor in the Rambam. The first statement is in the context of Halacha. The Mishra then continues to say that Shavuah Shachal Bo Tisha B'Av, the week of Tisha B'Av, this is Asur, this is Asur. Halacha Lamaisa, we've lengthened all these periods, but Medina de Gemara, the Avelut begins in Rosh Chodesh Adar and increases the week of Tisha B'Av and of course on, on Tisha B'Av itself. Uh, so although the Mishnah doesn't say what it means to Lima'et B'Simcha, to lessen joy, but the context is different things which are Asur, and therefore the, the poskim explicitly say what's really Asur, Mi Rosh Chodesh, today we begin from Shiva Sabah Tammuz. The statement of Adar is appended by Rav to the statement about, about Av, but it has no, no explicit or even implied halachic definition, except that the Gemara has one, one, one nafkamina, one, one conclusion. Amar Papa, Hilkach, Hilkach, meaning therefore, 
Bar Yisrael de Itlei Dina Bahadi Nachri Lishtamit Minei Ba'av Dereya Maslei. If a Jew has a lawsuit, has some sort of a, a, a uh, law dispute with a non-Jew, he should try to get out of it during Chodesh Av. The Riyah Mazlai, because his Mazal is bad. It's not an auspicious time. Velimtzi Nafshei Ba'adah. But he should make a special effort to conduct the dispute or go to law, go to, go to court in the month of Adar. Because his mazal is healthy. It's auspicious. It's an auspicious moment. That's the only statement of the Gemara which is explicit about what is what we can conclude from the fact that Mishinichnas Adar Marbim Marbim Besimcha. So Allah Lamaisa, what does one how does one increase Simcha and Adar? As I said, it's not quoted by the Poskim at all. Shulchan Aruch doesn't doesn't bring down Halakha how to increase Simcha and Adar. This statement of the Gemara uh, is also only quoted half. The statement to avoid avoid disputes with non-Jews in Chodesh Av is quoted in Hilchot Tisha B'Av. The statement that one should seek to conclude, to pursue a lawsuit with a non-Jew in Chodesh Adav is not quoted. Also is not quoted in Shulchan Aruch. Uh, the question, which is more of a philosophical question, is how we how we to understand this statement? Um, there's a very very famous statement of Chazal: "Ein Mazal Yisrael." A statement which, aside from appearing in the Gemara, is mentioned in the Midrash as being very 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 basic. It's part of the Brit with Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu was taken out and shown the stars. The Midrash says "Hachutza" means above the stars. Because Ein Mazal, the stars, the astrological stars, do not affect the Jews. The Jews do not have Mazal. They don't have auspicious, inauspicious moments. They have Hashgacha Pratit. They have God's, God's providence. This statement in the Gemara seems to say that there were good months and there were bad months, which is more or less like astrology, a kind of astrology. So the Paz can say that uh, it's true, one should not conduct oneself according to astrology or other, or other simanim, other these sorts of things. However, uh, there's another principle that says that if something bad is going to happen to you because God wants it to happen to you, it will happen at a bad time. There are days which are more auspicious for God doing din, judgment with Jews. And there are days which are more auspicious for God doing chesed, kindness, grace with the Jews. And Adar is a good month and Abba is a bad month. I think there might be, at least in terms of Adar, there might be another explanation. The whole reason why Adar is Adar is because Haman cast lots and determined that Adar is an auspicious time for harming the Jews. In other words, it's an inauspicious time for Jews. And that's why he picked Adar. Purim is called Purim Hashem HaPur, because of the lot that's cast. And what God did on Purim was, V'nafochu. He changed the day from a day when the stars, the fate, would say it's a bad time for the Jews. The Yom Asher Yishletu HaYudim Hema Ba'ivehem. A day in which the Jews were able to overcome and rule over their enemies. So I think the whole principle of Adar is exactly that Ein Mazal Yisrael, that a day which, according to the stars, according to the lots, according to Haman's wisdom, is that it's bad for the Jews, but no, God God overcomes, God does what has to be done for the, because of the Brit between the Jews and the Gaim, and therefore the lots of Haman are irrelevant, not just irrelevant, but God makes a point of showing they're irrelevant. So indeed, Adar is an auspicious month, for Jewish relations with non-Jews, not because of the stars, but because God's trying to make a point. And his point is that the stars don't count. 
So that point is such a good point that we can take advantage of it and it's a good time for concluding one's disputes or whatever is involved. Yishletu heima ba'oyvehem that the Jewish destiny, Jewish history, the fate of the Jews, Chodesh Adar is a, is a month where it's an auspicious time, a time when things, God wants things to go to go our way. just want to point out that there is a Rashi. Rashi says, Why nichnas adam simcha? So we all think because of Purim. But Rashi says, Yemei nisim hayu Yisrael. Adar is a time of miracles. Purim v'pesach. We all know Pesach is not an Adar, it's Nisan. So he found he means, well, it comes right afterwards. First Adar and then Nisan. So all the Mufashim ask why Rashi mentions, mentions Pesach. The Nishilot Yavetz, Yaakov Emden, he gives a number of answers. One of his answers is that there are many months which miracles took place. Uh, why only an Adar? The answer is because it's the beginning of a lot of miracles. First Purim and then Pesach. And, and if that's true, that's against what I just said, that the point of my answer for the Gemara against Rashi is that Adar specifically is a time that's auspicious because it's against the stars. It's the overcoming of the stars. Not other months where the miracle was simply necessitated by, by that time and not by the need to show that we are above, above uh, uh, Simanim, above stars, above astrology, etc. And... The other answer he gives is that Adar is the beginning of the rise of Israel. In other words, you think, of course, that Nisan is the beginning of the Gula, but reading Purim as a precursor of Pesach, so the Jewish lot begins to change, that's the Gemara's Chiddush. You don't wait till Nisan, already in Adar, one sees the beginning. Of course, miracles take place all year round, but if one looks for the changing of one's lot, the changing of, of one's destiny, then uh, Adar is a, is a special time because Purim and Pesach. From here on in, the Jews are, are, on, are on the rise. That's all for today. The program is indeed curtailed today since there was no Shiyun. Tomorrow, we'll be back. Shiyun Pashat Shavua. We're given this week by Harav David Silverberg, who you remember, the veterans we remember from five weeks ago. Until then, wishing you kol tov from Yeshivat HaRetzion, Gush Etzion. You've been listening to KMTT, Kimi Tzion, Teitzei Torah, Udvar Hashem, Mi Yerushalayim.